You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Now plug yourself in the ass. This is time for another Go Plug Yourself podcast. Welcome to the inaugural episode of Go Friend, Friend Yourself. Yourself. Yeah, very exciting. We're back here for, I think this is their third or fourth year. I'm here with senior fringe correspondent, Sarah. Also known as Female Walter. Also known as Female Walter, because Female Wal- Regular Walter is doing his own fringe show, so there's a conflict of interest, so we're not, uh, we're not talking with him. Yeah. And our first guest this year is Lucas. Yes. From Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And now, Sarah was, uh, we were taking a look, you, well, here, Sarah has a question. I'm <laughs> just going to come out with it. All right. I'm bored of my routine. All right. I hate spinning my wheels. <laughs> How am I going to change my life? How is this show going to change my life? Uh, well, hopefully we'll get you up and uh, having some fun. I mean, it's a show where we're both aiming to engage audience members directly, those who want to come on stage, and overall just convince you that that the very simple way to get out of your out of your routine is to say yes to a different uh, to a change to a difference. So, so is this is this like the Jim Carrey movie? Yes, man. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, no. You won't get to experience that 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 wonder on stage, but um. <laughs> But uh, so so this is uh so you're saying you're, you're encouraging all your the audience to say yes yeah I and guess, a big part of that will be trying to pull people on stage okay and uh, and I mean I guess if you have improvers in the audience they'll probably be like go yeah because they're you know taught to all say yes it. oh definitely <laughs> yeah <laughs> to always but uh, so you want to pull the people on stage you want them to say yes what's other than that. Like, I mean, obviously you don't want to spoil the show too much because there's always like a mystery to like that a fringe show where you're like, what am I going to go see? But what am, why, what are you, what am I going to go see? Are you going to be like a Tony Robbins style, like motivational speaker? There will definitely be a bit of that. It's okay. definitely got a TED Talk feel, I'd say. Okay. Um, and yeah, I mean, obviously those improvisers are going to say yes to jumping on stage, but my hope is to get out some people who have no improv experience and are right. really just looking for that moment where they can explore the wonder of saying yes, even though they have no idea what's going to happen, of putting your trust in someone else and okay. seeing where you end up. Oh, cool. Okay, so uh, can you give us an example, or maybe if you can, something that maybe you cut <laughs> from your from <laughs> the Something <show>. that maybe <laughs> I cut? <laughs> something that maybe you like you cut from the show, so it's like a preview without actually spoiling anything. Like, what's what's something that you would try to get people up on stage to, to do? Well, I, there's one exercise, because uh, I feel like a teacher at times here. You know, the way the okay. show's going to work, I'm going to feel like it's, it's a bit of that teacher-student role, at least. Okay. okay. Um, so one exercise I wanted to do was to put two audience members on stage mm-hmm. uh, and have the crowd direct them. So the one character says, what happens next? And yeah. the audience gives them a cue. Okay. okay. And we go back and forth between the, uh, the two actors. Right. Oh. So that was an exercise I wanted to do. But the more I think about it, the more I'm concerned that... Uh, that you could easily put an audience member in a point where they're uncomfortable. And if I'm on stage playing with them, I can save them, you know, I can yeah. get them out of yeah, that yeah, uncomfortable yeah. spot. But if I'm relying on the audience and two, two people who are just saying yes because I asked them to and they're yeah. putting their trust <laughs> in me. And, and it's going to be like a dirty-minded fringe audience also. Oh, yeah, you got to be aware like, of that. Have sex with each other. <laughs> <laughs> Do it now. <laughs> that was what exactly happens next? what I would have yelled. Exactly, <laughs> Take right? your top off. <laughs> Do like, it. Oh, this, got, this got pretty awkward pretty fast. <laughs> so I would have loved to have done that, but obviously uh, – I think it's too risky. Okay. okay, so this is what I'm kind of picturing. So I don't know if I'm, I'm like completely throwing this off because so this I have a crazy imagination sometimes, and I just made up a scenario that right now I'm picturing you in like a tent in like the summer, and you have a bunch of people on like the chairs we're sitting on, which are fold up, and like you're just like saying things, and everyone's saying yes, and now you have you're a cult leader. I think that's what improv is basically. Improv Sweet. improv <laughs> is a cult, but. 
They're definitely is, this, is this Fringe show the beginning of a cult? Like, am possibly, I gonna see, yeah. Am I going to see infomercials? Well, on, like, if like, I am like a Tony Robbins character, then five years from now, it could definitely be a full-fledged cult. I'm exactly, excited. You're gonna, for, for, for like best-selling yep, book, yes, oh, yes, like yep. how to say yes to everything written by Lucas. And nice. then filling up stadiums. <laughs> That's the next step. Uh, Are you touring the show with, the, uh, with other Fringe festivals? I'm not, no. I'm going to be in Winnipeg doing a couple other shows. One's a zombie apocalypse improv show, and one is with a bunch of friends called Rumble Pack. We're in a troupe. Cool. Um, but if it you know if it goes well, I think I'm going to keep workshopping it and, and do the tour. Yeah, It'll yeah, lots the of tour fun. will get more followers. <laughs> yep. So you know you can really go with that. Sa- oh, for Sarah's sure. Really Say do- yes to <laughs> <laughs> being a cult leader. Sarah's just really interested in you becoming a cult leader. I think. Like, she's well, I appreciate show, that. She's like, she's like, when I see all these people in a suicide pack and you're leading them, she's like, I called it. I, I did it. I called it. Or just like there's a, like that happens, but they don't know who it is. I'm like, I know who it is. <laughs> I know. Well, now with with this being on the web, I mean, I can get worldwide <laughs> followers. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, are, you, are you from Montreal? Or? No, I moved here in August from Winnipeg, and okay. before that, I lived in BC. Oh, okay. Yeah, the peg. How's that? It's a lovely city. I miss it a Is lot, it but um, there are certain <laughs> aspects that are, are are different. I feel safer here. That's one yeah. thing. What's this? It's a s- it's small and dangerous is like my impressions of Winnipeg. There are aspects of it that are small. It's kind of sprawling. Um, yeah. And there are certainly those areas where you don't really want to be walking alone at night. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, like I – not not the same at all, but um, I spent a little bit of time in Calgary. And I was just like how weird – like as soon as you're outside of the like quote-unquote downtown of Calgary, you're like, oh, I'm in like gas station car garage land. And you're like – and then there's nothing until you get to the suburbs. Winnipeg's just like – just keep suburb going. after suburb after suburb after suburb with only the main thoroughfares having gas stations. <laughs> so if you're in a suburb, you're like, I can't, I can't go out and buy a hot dog. I can't get beer. I can't do anything. It's crazy. <laughs> Perfect to get people to say yes. <laughs> exactly. Will you bring this show back to Winnipeg? <laughs> I'll take it over. So do you, uh, uh, what brought you to Montreal? Obviously, we're a um, school. Show. I'm doing a, a film animation degree next year at Concordia. I'm okay. beginning that journey. Okay. So. Um, and aside from that, it is a beautiful city. Right. The art scene is huge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And in that kind of small town versus big town thing, Winnipeg is sleepy compared to the city. People are out all the time. I love it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Winnipeg, are you saying are you saying people don't party like Monday, Tuesday? Oh, they party. They party, but I know they party, but if there's not like a nightlife, there isn't as much of a nightlife. No. Is it that thing? Sorry, this is now the, this is now the Winnipeg podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I also worked in uh, St. John, New Brunswick, which is a way smaller town than Winnipeg. Uh, St. John's, New Brunswick? John's. St. John's. St. John, Newfoundland. St. <laughs> John's, New Brunswick. I got them confused. And it was the thing where, like, only certain spots were, like, jumping on certain nights. They'd be like, you go to this bar on Thursday. If you go there on Wednesday, it's dead. That's exactly it. In Winnipeg, <laughs> you need the friend who's like, okay, this night go here, that night go there. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> there's not enough people to, like, pack <laughs> all the bars party. at once. There's, no. There's, like, evenings that you go around. I met some women who were traveling from Quebec this past this past spring. And they were like, so what do I go do right, right now? Like, where's the happening area? And you're like, well, this bar could be good tonight if they're doing this thing. But I'm not sure if that's still going on now that it's warm out. It's hard to get an audience out. <laughs> so that's it. That's it. So uh, back to your show. Mm-hmm. Um, have you done any version of this before? Like, or how did it, how did it come to you? Like, were you, uh, I mean, I guess obviously if you have a troop out in Winnipeg, and you came here to Montreal without a troop. Mm-hmm. Kind of makes sense that you'd gear towards something maybe one man or smaller. Like if exactly, yeah. That's, that's a start. But like, when did this idea come to you? Was it last 
I don't me. know when the, when the submissions had to be in by January. Uh, they were due by November, I believe. November. Yeah. So like so, three uh, months after you got here. Yeah, I conceived of the show over the summer, kind of through watching TED Talks and podcasts. And I was involved with a high school league. I coached a team in Winnipeg um, in the Canadian Improv Games. Cool. And uh, every year at their national tournament, they have a forum where you talk about with the with the teens about like what are you gaining from this? What can real life application does like this I have? That. <laughs> 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 I was like I did CIG, but I don't remember going to the forum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, and so. it was in those forums that I went, this could make a really fun show, especially if you can get people out of their comfort zones and trying things they've never done before. Yeah. Which, what? for a lot of people, is getting on stage. And what are you going to do with anyone who's like, no? I found that I have a few techniques for getting people on stage. Yell um, at them really aggressively. No, that's Walter. <laughs> 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 that would be Walter's <laughs> approach. It's true. I just wait. Eventually, someone comes on stage. There's this, uh, there's this need in the audience to ha- have the show go on. Yeah. So there's always that person who's sitting in the back going, well, I want to do it, but I don't want to be the one who just jumps up. I don't want everyone to think I'm the funny guy who wants everyone to <laughs> laugh at them. Yeah. Or the first guy, he's like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm too shy. Exactly. What do you, I mean, obviously, it's a, it's a fringe show, so you probably have like a wide variety of times, right? Like, I'm sure that you're going to get, like, the drunk people at your late show, and then you're going to get some shy people on your afternoon show. Yeah, the first show's the the 11:45 show on fr- on Saturday, so I hope we get a drunk crowd out to yeah, that exactly. one. <laughs> I feel that, especially like with the because like the park closes at what time does the park close around 10? I, I don't think because there's like due to noise ordinances, I think it's 10 now, the yeah. park closes mm. at like 10 or 10:30, and then there's usually some people that like drift to the bars, like just around here, and then like the late shows. Usually you end up with a drunk audience. <laughs> <laughs> a, people are there and they're drunk already because they've been drinking all day. So I'm sure that, that'll be a good kickoff. I think least. so, yeah. I hope so, at least. Yep. I've done aspects of the show before. I've done okay. a bunch of performing just one-on-one with audience members, which has been some of the funnest improv I've ever done and seen. Right. Uh, there's a spontaneity there that you can't get with people who've been taught yeah, how to improvise. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. also even especially if you're with like a troupe. Like, I mean, I haven't done improv in years and years, but when I was in high school or stage up here, I did... Uh, did the, the Canadian improv games and if you're like used to improving with the troupe you even like you kind of have an idea of where your team's like gonna pick up some of your things like you're like I'm throwing this out there and I know that you're gonna go this way and Sarah's gonna go this way and you can kind of like whether you're planning to or not you're like building it in your head knowing your team's response but with the stranger you probably you yeah, none of that you're just sort of like, like where the hell did that come from yeah there's no <laughs> collective sensibility that you get with a troupe or a group that's been performing for a long time so it's wild. I love yeah. it. I have hope you, you get a lot of newbies. I hope so, too. Yeah, that's fingers crossed, right? So with, uh, with the times where you have kind of, like, workshopped and stuff, do you have any, like, stories of, like, stuff that came out of left field and really, like, caught you by surprise or anything super weird? Or Not so much from my own experience, but it just never ceases to surprise me what an audience member will jump to. Like, so I saw a scene once uh, with a man named Stephen Eric McIntyre. He does a show called the Stephen Merrick- Eric McIntyre Experience, where the entire show is him bringing up as many people as he can get on stage mm-hmm. and performing with them. Okay. Um, and this guy right away jumps into a scene about doing coke off the dashboard of an airplane <laughs> there, was, there was there was no he didn't there was nothing that provoked that except that he knew that that's the scene he wanted to do it was ridiculous uh, I need a I need a situation and I need a place airplane cocaine what <laughs> right, right off the bat I'm also a pilot <laughs> you're a real th- th- this man can't be a pilot anymore <laughs> so that sir I mean I'm sure you're probably going to get some of that and it's going to be I think I think it's going to be exciting to, to go because you end up with like a fringe crowd is usually, like, ready for that sort of thing. Like, if you were to do this, not to discourage you, but if you were to do the show, like, at the main line in, like, October or something, you'd have people who are, like, kind of coming for expecting something maybe a little more structured, a little more standard. Whereas, like, 
fringe has that sort of party vibe and atmosphere so you might you probably will get a little the audience will be a little more willing to, to jump up on stage. I, I think, think so, yeah. The fringe crowd is a well-trained crowd. They know that they can't have too many expectations and yeah. that <laughs> everything they think is going to happen is going to be flipped on its head. Yeah, exactly. Um, do you have any other questions, Sarah? What do you... So when does this cult start? When does this cult start? 11.45 on well, Saturday. Well, the what's, your, what's your venue? My venue yeah. is the Black Theater Workshop, uh, okay. which is venue 8. Venue so eight. it's in the My 3680 Jamals. Okay. Yeah, it's in <laughs> that. It's in the big comp venue eight. Venue that's eight. the simple uh, version. Uh, there, you guys can check on the website. Yeah, exactly. The there's there's a map. Have you been to this space before? I not? haven't. No, I'm excited to see it. I think it's a <laughs> small black box. That's what I got. <laughs> Sounds about right. That'll be fun. It'll work for me. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, I had another question. Is there? Um, do you have any like props, or is it really just you? Or it's you really just me. Really just stool, you? a chair. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> uh, you were saying. No, I'm just like awesome. So That's if I'm if I can put this all together to to kind of come up with a summary, it's like a one man improv show where the audience is going to be doing most of the improving. Yeah, they're the star. Right, you're the star. I'm the star. <laughs> what do Find you me. What do you have? What if someone's on the on the street and they're like, "Why do I go to this show?" There's like hundreds of fringos. Why do I go to yours? If you can summarize it, because you'll get to see like the spirit of the fringe audience on stage. But what if I'm like, I don't like that spirit? Oh, for sure. You'll get to see me <laughs> on stage. <laughs> <laughs> so you get to see the sprint audience. And now... Um, what about yelling? I mean, you get to yell yes. To over yell and yes. over and over yeah. again. And over and over and over That's again. That's great. Who doesn't like do, you have a, do you have any... Um, what, what is your... What's, like, the biggest thing you hope to accomplish with the show? Like, do you, are you, like, do you want to have someone who, like, discovers a truth about themselves on stage and then, like, starts crying and, like, hugs you and you're like, you changed my life? Or are you, like, set the bar a little lower? Well, that'd be fantastic. I mean, <laughs> if that can happen, if you're looking for that, please come. <laughs> that'd be amazing. If, if you're hoping that out. improv will change your life and you've never done improv, come to this show. I'm just really hoping that people come out of the show going, there are a couple opportunities that I've passed up, and now I'm going to keep my eye open for when they come up again. That's cool. And, I mean, and obviously, I, I suppose, since, since it's a one-man improv show, you also, if you go see the show, you could potentially see it every show. Oh, it's going to be different every, every time, yeah. Different. It's one of the weirdest rehearsal experiences. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be like, I'm like how, how, how are you going to rehearse? Are you like, hey, sound guy. Hey, come, come up here. <laughs> like calling your neighbors like, hey, come on, come over. Like, have you, have you rehearsed it? Have you tried it with, like, friends? Or I've done it with friends, yeah, and people who've never done improv before, you okay. know, just one-on-one. -on -one. And then I've got a director. His name is Eric Berg. Okay. Uh, and he's guiding me through this whole process. So we do all sorts of one-on-one -on -one work as well. Great. Does he, like, throw you, like, oh yeah like i have that. no idea what's going to happen in rehearsal it's fantastic so keeps me on my toes like i'm a bus driver and i hate my son and you're like why <laughs> let's do some cocaine <laughs> yeah, let's do some cocaine that sounds really cool yeah you have any other questions Sarah? no no i'm pretty comfortable okay so venue eight black theater workshop yes. yes oh yes lucas one man show indeed uh do you have any closing comments i don't no, no. thanks a lot it's been a pleasure cool thanks so much for coming out thanks awesome this is go fringe yourself obviously uh the park opens i want to say friday the 12th seems about right and shows basically start up on the 12th and the 13th at least the the intensive shows that you know about fringe but fringe has already started if you're listening to this podcast there's already been some shows that are happening so uh go to the website and check it out thanks for listening everybody thanks for coming out lucas it's been a pleasure thank right, you bye
those sweet, sweet piano tunes you're listening to right now come courtesy of Leland Beckman and Oral Turpitude. Oh man, that was some great podcasting, wasn't it? Anyhow, be sure as always to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, add us on iTunes, buy our stuff, and basically try as hard as you can to make us happy in every single way possible. Uh, of course, be sure to check back every day on 95.cc for comics on Wednesdays, podcasts on Thursdays, Scott or Sophie's art on Fridays, and seriously, we'll try as hard as we can to get Zombies and Loathing, Fuck Mondays, and Templars back as soon as we can. Thanks for listening, everyone. 95.cc We're not working. Why should you?